In the course of today's conversation on um, life class principles from God's word will be shared. If you hear anything that sounds like health advice, please consult with your doctors. If you hear anything that sounds like financial advice, please consult with your financial advisors. If you hear anything that sounds like spiritual advice, please consult with your... All right. So today, today's conversation, as we tie up the con- everything we've been learning so far, is what is your money ideology? What is your money ideology? Um, every one of us has a concept about money. Um, typically, it's formed early in life. And many people grew up without submitting that portion of us also to the renewal of the mind. Um, what I mean by that is many people get born again. They accept Jesus. They hear about transformation by the word and renewing the mind. And it's almost as though someone said, we're doing a trading. Bring all your thoughts. Bring all your culture. Bring all of your attitude. Bring everything to the cross. And there is going to be an exchange. Something is going to be given to you that is kingdom culture. And it's going to replace all of these things you've come with. And it would seem as though when a lot of God's children show up, they just feel like some things are not like, like spiritual-ish. You know, so we can leave those ones and let's just change these other ones. So we want to address your money ideology today. Is that fine? Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 14 to verse 16. Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 14 to verse it says but you must continue you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of knowing from who you have learned them hello please don't rush god's word can you take us back i know i'm being very mindful of my time today today is the outpouring and I know many of, many of us have to be there, right? Um, so my wife orders from above. Say, PD, please, you must keep to... It was almost like this. You must keep to time. <laughs> you must keep to time today. Uh, Minister Ducey was here on, on... Was it Wednesday or Thursday? It was here on Wednesday. All right. And we, we've been a big support of the outpouring. Last year, IGOC, Pastor Nat had mentioned it that they're coming. So they are here. And please find your way to the Tributes Community Center. Right? And and if you need a ticket, you know, just see me. I'm I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Just go and sort yourselves out. (laughs) All right. Are you here? It says, but you must continue. Somebody say continue. In the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them. Can you see it? So the source of your learning and the assurance of that learning is going to determine if it's going to continue with you. And he says in verse 15, and that from childhood, from a child, that means that a lot of that programming begins from childhood. Many of us have money concepts that are from childhood. There are people who are spenders. They picked it as children. There are people who are like this. They picked it as children. And they grow up with it. They don't allow God's words to come near it. They get married with their money ideologies. The husband gets married, money ideology. The wife, 
money and they both jam and neither person is interested in the position of God's word. Especially if you are raised in a single parent household where your, mom, your mother tells you, you got to have your own money. These men. And you just grow up with that consciousness. You meet a God-fearing man who wants to do the will of God and set up the home God's way. But here you are with your baggage of these men. I got to keep my money. So I need to have my account. I need my own... Um, there's something they used to call it. Thank you. How do you know that? Okay, so that's exactly what she, she said. Her mom taught her. That's exactly what we're talking about. Um, I don't know the history of where she got it from, but from where I'm from, the whole idea is when you go on a date and it doesn't turn out well, you have something to get yourself back home. So you're not assuming that he's going to drop you or he's going to... Uh, just in case you, you, you thought you were going out with a Boaz and it turns out that you just went on a date with Bozo. So now you have to let him just find his way home and you find your way home. So that's that insurance. So it's the same history. I think we are more related than we know. I just got back from the islands actually and I felt like I was... I, was, I had to say islands because I, I didn't want to, you know, pe pepper some people. So let's just leave it that way. Amen. Somebody says from a child... The question is, what have you learned about money from a child? As I'm speaking to you, I'm speaking to myself. Can I, can I be a bit transparent this morning and tell you some of the things I learned about money growing up? Both of my parents were full-time pastors in the Foursquare Church. Did you hear me? The attitude was, they were pastors in the days when it was said that if you are poor, you are as poor as a church rat. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Many of you can relate. The church rat today is not poor. Today's church rats are, yes, because there's all sorts. God has, God has helped this church. Are you with me? It was in those days. Days when breakfast, lunch, dinner were not guaranteed. Do you understand what I'm talking about? And there was something my mom would say over and over again. She would say it in our local dialect, even till today. I am using God's word to renew my mind because I play that statement in my head every time I'm about to spend money. Should I tell you what she says? She says it's money of palm, money of palm oil seller, money of pepper seller, money of ad workers. I don't have any other source of income. It is God I am serving. Do you understand? Do you understand, do you understand what I just said? You don't understand it. Let me help you. The implication was that the income she has earned has come from the church, from the givings of people who sold a few things and they gave to God. So that as you are spending that money, have that consciousness. It's not as if it's just plenty somewhere and you can just go and blow it. Remember? So as I'm even going, in no sense, child, I need to buy a pen. Or, or, or tasty time. Anybody knows tasty time? The youngies that I was that. You know it in the spirit. You know, I just want to buy tasty time. And I just hear it in my head. Money of palm wine. Money of pepper. I'll now look at the tasty time. Is this thing really worth it? <laughs> you have your own money ideologies. Some of us, 
grew up hearing that money is for spending. So all these savings and investments Pete is talking about, you can't relate. You only live once. <laughs> if I leave all these millions now, who is going all these investments, PD? Who is going to who is going to spend it? There's something in your psyche that does not think generations. That there are people who are not supposed to sweat because you are a good man, a good woman, and you left a good inheritance. Not just houses and cars, but a good name and the heritage of Christ. Every full package, you left it for them. And they are just there grateful. Say, Father, thank you for our granddad, PD. He just left all of this. We are soaked in anointing. We are soaked in wealth. And they are just grateful that they once upon a time, they had a dad or a grandpa or a great-grandpa. Not children who are like, what was, seriously, what were my parents doing when other parents were? Anybody asked that question before? Maybe school fees is due. You just see the balance, $35,000. They're now looking up. My God, I appreciate my parents, but what were they doing when Bill Gates was starting Microsoft? <laughs> Are you with me? Can you see what Paul is attempting to do from verse 14? Let's read it one more time. I need you to see it. From verse 14, it says, but you must continue in the things which you have learned and be assured of knowing from whom you have learned them and that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation read it as for deliverance deliverance from culture deliverance from childhood trauma deliverance from how daddy and mommy did it so that I can begin to believe that where you are from is only where you came through. That's not your destiny. Your marriage is going to be better than your parents' marriage. I'm not, I'm, I'm telling you facts now. Scratch it. Truth from God's word. It's going to be better. And then he says in verse 16, all scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable. Somebody say profitable. So it means that for the child of God, every ideology you have must come from what? Will you allow yourself to be a thought police from today? Do you know what I mean by thought police? When you catch yourself thinking a thought that is not consistent with scriptures, arrest it. Did you hear me? Will you, will you do that? Will you do that? Please, no member of this church should ever again say those rich people. You're talking about your pastor. Oh, they didn't get it. They didn't get it. They didn't get it. They, they, they will get it. You got it? Don't say to all these pastors that have private jets. Please don't say the fact that God has not led you to own or buy one. It's fine. Don't push. Don't you are you are damaging something when you do that. All these they just live in big houses. Who needs a four garage house? No, the fact that you don't need it does not mean that no other person needs it. Why do they have tankers? I'm not justifying it. I'm just saying don't be the person who is anti-glory. Don't be the person. Did you hear me? Will you start being the thought police today? Will you start being the thought police today? Matthew chapter 6 verse 24. 
Matthew 6, 24. It says, no one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You'll be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved. I use this version because it calls it an enslavement. In the other um, versions, it calls it worship. Isn't that an interesting definition of worship? That worship is the one to whom you are enslaved. Hello. Are you in church? Now, it is true that there is a materialistic, selfish agenda that has pervaded the church. Don't be the person that cancels and deletes everything because it has one bad thing. By God's grace, I have children. I have good plans and good thoughts for them. Thoughts of good and not of evil. That's me, yeah. One of them is agreeing. Don't buy the lie that God gets glory in your poverty. That God gets glory in your suffering. When you are sick, God is just there. Mm -hmm. No. See, be the thought police from arrest it. Arrest it. Say, right now, my daddy is not happy that I am sick. And he has done something about it. So he's expecting me as his child to do something about what he has done about it. Do you understand it? I will go deeper into this at the 11 a.m. service. Don't allow it. See, this mind renewal thing, all of us must take it as our principal responsibility. Since the salvation of your spirit, your, your next work is the renewing of your mind. Every time you catch it, it might even be from the pulpit. It might be from a pastor. By God's grace, not from this church. But sometimes, it, it could just slip from one of us. And we say something that is not consistent with your identity in Christ. As a new creation believer. Just, just in the spirit of love, receive it and update it in your head, in your mind. Can I, can, I, can I say something very quickly? Part of what the Holy Spirit begins to do to you when you go deep into your consciousness, you engage scriptures as an individual. Not, did you hear what I just said now? You engage scriptures as a person, as an individual. And you now begin to expose every area of your life. Part of the things that begins to happen is that you become too deliberate and too conscious of your words that you cannot even say what is no longer true about you. Now, when you can't say it or sing it, because scripture is so, is so rich and so full, you also will not go about it in a way that is unscriptural. She got, she got it. Do you understand me? So let me break it down for you. You're at a service and there's a song singing saying, Lord, prepare me. A sanctuary pure and holy. But you now, you are so deep into the consciousness of who you are in Christ Jesus. Your identity is so solid. That was a song of David. For the new creation, it is you have prepared me. A sanctuary, you've made me pure, you've made me holy. You've tried me through. Do you understand? You will not, it is now unscriptural to come on the pulpit. I say some people are just singing, Lord, prepare me. They don't know who they are. You can't break scripture to fulfill scripture. That is what has breathed error and division in the body today. So, PD, what do I do? As the person who is at this level of understanding is singing, Lord, prepare me. 
you are not the one with the microphone. Sing in your own pew. You've prepared me. And when you're in the microphone, propose it and tell them, this is not who you are, brothers. This is not who you are, sisters. Let's sing. You've prepared me. I watched the clip of, of somebody call out a song and the owner of the song was sitting there. And they showed the person's face. You know that smile of ground open now. But your face is smiling. You guys, you know it. May you not know it in Jesus' name. It is super embarrassing. What was your offense? You released song to the body of Christ. That's your only offense. Amen. Luke chapter 5, verse 5. The conventional ideology of money in most of us is that of toil. Did you hear me? That's the default. Do you know what? When, they when you buy a phone, they don't just sell you the phone. They install software on it, right? And there are default settings. And you're allowed, not even you're allowed, you should go and change some settings actually. Because some of the default settings on y'all's phones, you'll be shocked. But I don't want to scare you this morning. <laughs> so you need to go and change some settings. I'm telling you the default setting for mankind is toil. The default setting is toil. I think it was clarity where we were saying it. I said we have deliberately, my wife and I said we will not paint a scarcity picture to our children. The reason we've not bought something is because we've not, we can't afford it. That's not the reason. They don't, like if you, if you call them now, they, they don't believe there's something that we cannot afford. They don't believe it. We are deliberate about forming them as from a child. You have known the Holy Scriptures that there is a source of all our needs and that there is a discipline for us to be stewards, faithful, so we don't waste. We tell them we have everything but we can't, we can't just spend it on that. So recently they went somewhere. I think there was an issue with payment and my wife said, well, she just mentioned it to them that I think she said, I can't remember how she said it. I said you should have rephrased it. We now raised it together. There was, not mon there was no money on that card. Not that there is no money. Do you understand it? So the question now is, if there is money, why don't you do this? Then you don't use it to begin to train them. That the fact that you can afford it does not mean you should buy it. There are so many good things we can do with our money. And we tell them the good things we are doing with our money. And now we plan towards things. Do you understand it? Do you understand it? It says, Simon Peter answered, Master, we've toiled all night exhaustingly. This is, and, and I need to shout this on the rooftops. If you have moved into this country, there is a spirit at work in the land that welcomes you. You know that when you say, well, welcome to Canada. There is, a, there is another spirit that is standing and saying, welcome to toil. You get the first job, second job, third job. You get a mortgage, you are paying, paying, paying. You get a car on payment and the, the spirit is fanning you as you are running about. Fanning you. It's okay, go for it. You don't need to go to church. If we want to do survey of tongue-speaking, fire-blazing workers, I didn't say church attendees, workers who landed in this country and they don't go to church again, you'll be shook. They don't go to church. They have bills to pay. We have money to send back. Guys, 
something has to break. And I don't know how you see it. Sometimes I calculate my income times for a year. And I see the visions that God has. I've told myself, this is not what we'll provide for this. Settle it early and begin to learn the principles of supernatural abundance in God's kingdom. Break from toil. Break from toil. Break from it, please. Everybody, everywhere you go, break from it. Be a person of dignity. I know someone is like, oh, pity. I really need a job. Like, I really, really need a job. I really, really, really need the job. You can negotiate. Do you know you can negotiate? Do you know you can negotiate your pay? They are not helping you. You are helping them. This is a, this one I need to be careful. Because some people are like, pity. <laughs> they, are help, they are helping me. Let's just, <laughs> let's leave it like that. They are the ones helping me. No. You can negotiate. I don't work on Sundays. How are we going to do it? The CEO of the company is not working on Sunday. The, the person is not resuming at 9 on Monday. They are the golf course till 11 on Monday. Begin to dream big. Be grateful for where you are. But begin to pray and dream towards where God is taking you to. So that when the Holy Spirit says, we are praying for encounter. The Holy Spirit now enters your room. Sits down on chair. And begins to talk to you. How many minutes do you think you need for that? May I suggest to you, the day you really truly have a conversation with a spirit being, your discussion might be two sentences. The people who are counting time could have counted maybe seven hours. Did you hear me? Some of you remember what I just said. Because it will happen to you. It happened to Zechariah. How, what, how, long, how many verses was the conversation between Zechariah and Gabriel? How many verses? Maybe two or three verses. The people outside said he has been gone for a what? Long time. It's a, it's a realm where there is no time. So maybe as he's saying, and thou shalt, and is like one hour. Thou, like one hour. Shall, one hour. Can, can we reverse this thing? Should we reverse it? When people are smiling, should we reverse it? It means based... Uh, they will, they will say PD has come. Should I leave it or should I say it? Based on your current prayer time, you just flashed in the spirit realm. Do you know what I mean? Your, your five minutes, your ten minutes, it didn't show on the radar. People were happy before that, oh, your encounter will be long. Now I flipped it for you now. The current time you are doing now, it's like bleep. It's like, Father, in the name of Jesus, as they're about to show up, you've gone. And you're like, I did two hours. They're like, you only said, and. Oh, they didn't get it. They didn't get it. You get it? It's mercy, Lord. Oh. It's not mercy, PD. PD cannot show this mercy. <laughs> Matthew 17, 24. Are you being blessed so far? I want everyone in KICC to accept that prosperity is God's will for you. Did you hear me? And I'm looking at my time. I, I, I promised I'll keep the time today. When they arrived at Capernaum, the taxmen came to Peter and asked, does your teacher pay taxes? This was a setup for shame, embarrassment. Do you know what it means to, to, to come to Jesus' headquarters? And the question is, there is a balance owing. People are going about preaching, teaching, holding services. People are falling. Rent, you did not pay. Hydro, due. Electra, 
Electra is Hydro, right? What's the other one? Enbridge. Oh, due. Bills. Bills are just billing. And you are doing anointing in the spirit. Does your master not, not pay? It was a setup for shame. Do you know how Jesus dealt with this? Not physically. Not with toil. He greeted it with a supernatural response. And I'm praying for someone under the sound of my voice. That you will step up to know that your needs are designed to be supernaturally met. And that shame is not your portion. In the mighty name of Jesus. Luke chapter 8 verse 1 to verse 3. As we begin to round up this morning. Luke chapter 8 verse 1 to verse 3. Soon afterward, Jesus began a tour of nearby towns and villages. What was he doing on his tour? Preaching, announcing the good news about the kingdom of God. He took his 12 disciples with him. So Jesus did not go alone for glory trail. You're coming? All right. Verse 2. Along with some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases, among them were Mary Magdalene, from whom he had cast out seven demons. Verse 3. Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's business manager. Can you see that? Can you see that? So business people supported Jesus' ministry. When you see a church that is just crucifying prosperity and celebrating poverty, close, close your ear. Close your, when they are teaching about Jesus, be blessed by them. We don't delete people. Did you hear me? We only delete thoughts and words that don't align with scriptures. And if you get to that state really with that, all your words and thoughts now are now scriptural, what do we do to you? Yeah, you just leave it. Say that's not for me. You know there's nice sermons that are not for you? They are nice pastors, anointed. They are not for you. And that's very fine. It says they were contributing from their own resources to support Jesus and his disciples. Jesus did not sweat to do ministry. He didn't struggle to fulfill purpose. And I pray for you that you will not sweat. You will not toil. There will be supernatural help and provision for you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Let's, let's see verse 3 from the TPT. Let's see it from the easy translation. It says, Joanna, the wife of Chusa, who managed King Herod's household. So this was somebody from government house who was signing checks for ministry. Many other women who supported Jesus' ministry from their own personal finances. Can you see it? Can you see it? This is how ministry is done. And the Lord has told me, I believe it, that this is where he's taking us to. That everything he's asking us to do, it won't be tithes and offerings. Do you understand what I'm saying? It will be people. Do you know what I mean by people? That will band together and say, PD, we've covered this. PD, we've covered this. PD, we've covered this. That new church in that city, we've covered this. The crusade, we've covered this. Leave the church. Let the church continue to attend to attendings. But this one, we've covered it. And I believe I'm speaking to the people God will use in the mighty name of Jesus. Show it to us in the easy translation. It says, those women were using their own money. I pray for you, you will use your money for Jesus. Your money will not be used to pay bills. My God. My God. I've seen families go from riches to rags because of one diagnosis. Did you hear me? Did you hear me? One diagnosis. Rich. Sold house. Sold car. 
sold shares, sold land. Where one drug, one drug is $20,000. Guys, this Jesus, stay with him. Did you hear me? He has, a, he has a beautiful plan for you, spirit, soul, body. This Jesus, stay with him. When I see people just sweating about, sweating, hustling. You want to, for the, for the bling, for the gram. You want to wear designer, you want to wear Gucci. It's fine. Wear your Gucci, do your Prada. At the expense of, there's no time to serve God, there's no time to raise your children. Those children are, they are, they are, they are, they are calamity about to some, there are some things, you know, you know, I, I know I'm young, but I have this posture of a sage sometimes. I know how things will happen. And I'm just there like this, saying no, no, no. Philippians chapter 4, let's pick it from verse 10. I know you know verse 19. Have you been blessed this morning? Will you accept the responsibility of being a thought police? When someone tells you something that does not align with God's word, depending on who it is, you know, if it's Jesus talking to Peter, you can tell the person, Satan, get it behind me. But please, don't go and tell your, your mom or your dad. Please. Just say, thank you, mommy. Thank you, daddy. Do you understand? Thank you. And then, in your own heart, you'll be the thought police. And you bring that thought into captivity. Do you understand what I'm saying? So please, don't go and start shouting at people and say, PD taught us to, you know, arrest you. You know, someone can just say, you, you will not amount to any good thing. You are so dull. How many of us are teachers that say stuff like that to us? Yeah. Now you have amounted to things. Right? And like Pastor Matthew will say, it's not time for you to go and, sh to go and show them what you've amounted to. It's time for you to be a blessing to them. And as they are receiving your blessing, they are not sure whether they should receive you well. Because like Joseph's brothers, they're like, ah, ah, is this person trapping me? If my heart is like your heart, I will not be where I am. So the reason why I'm where I'm blessed, enjoy the blessing. There's no trap there. Eat it. Spend it. Drive it. Live in it. Hello. Verse 10. It says, my heart overflows with joy. A song just played now. You got the song too. You got it too? You guys are so on point. The people are like, what song now? It's okay. It's okay. They will not say PDD finish on time. Using, using my time to sing. It says, when I think of how you showed your love to me. How? By your financial support of my ministry. Who is speaking here? Who is speaking? Who is speaking? It says, for even though you have so little, you still continue to help me at every opportunity. Can you feel his emotions as he's saying these words? Because all of us jump to verse 19. Can you, can you, can you, can you hear Paul? Can you, can you hear him? Guys, can you hear Paul? He says in verse 11, I'm not telling you this because I am in need. For I have learned to be satisfied in any circumstance. Can you see the context for I can do all things? Through Christ. He says, I know what it means to lack. I know what it means to experience overwhelming abundance. I'm trained in the secret of overcoming all things. Can you see it? You can't tell my bank account by my volume on Sunday. The way I'm dancing, you actually think there's a lot there. 
You do, <laughs> if only you knew. But he says there is a secret of overcoming all things. I will not, I will not reduce God to things. And say, God, you get no worship today because the rent has not been paid. No, no, no. He says there is a secret to it. Whether in fullness or in hunger, and I find that the strength of Christ's explosive power infuses me to conquer every difficulty. This 2023, this, this verse, this thing, it has new meaning to me. I've seen things. <laughs> he be he 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 be he be things. Do you know that author? Oh, they didn't get it. They didn't get it. Jeez. Do you know he, you know the way the authors of books write like first middle name initials and last name. So there's an author called E B E B E B and the last name is Things. Okay. So he got it. My brother got it. The others are like, what's Speedy saying? This Speedy is back. Verse 14. Verse 14. It says, you've so graciously provided for my essential needs during this season of difficulty. For I want you to know that the Philippian church was the only church that supported me in the beginning as I went out to preach the gospel. You were the only church that sold into me financially. Is God interested in financial sowings? Some people say, we are praying for you. Do you know many people are praying for Paul? Paul is like, thank you for praying for their needs right now. He says, when I was in Thessalonica, you supported me for well over a year. Are you still reading this? It's verse 19 we're going to write. Right? He says, I mentioned this not because I am requesting a gift, but so that the fruit of your generosity may bring you an abundant reward. Can you see what Paul is saying there? He says, I am aware that I am a spiritual investment opportunity for you. They didn't see it. People didn't get it. Paul says, I am not just a random person. I carry the grace of God. I am an investment opportunity. For, even though I want to beg you and say, no, guys, like, look at what you have done. He says, I know that when you release it, it's better than S&P 500. Because the, the reward of this one is not just for you, your children and their children. He says, so I will not deprive you, even though I know, I feel like giving it back to you sometimes. Verse 18. He says, I now have all I need, more than enough. I am abundantly satisfied. Wow. For I have received the gift you sent by Epaphroditus and viewed it as a what? Sweet sacrifice. Perfumed. You know, so as someone who is invited to speak and minister, you know, I'm, I'm open with you guys. I'll say it. Right? There are some gifts you get and you look at it and you know that this thing is blood for the people who gave it to you. You know. I'm not saying it's a lot. Sometimes it's just something little. But you know that for them to have arranged this thing together, ah, uh, no. Students. Students came together to do this. Say, no, no, no. It says, perfumed with the fragrance of your faithfulness, which is so pleasing to God. Verse 19, which everybody wants. I am convinced that my God. When people just shout, my God shall supply all my needs. That scripture is only for you if you have done what the Philippians did. Because scriptures were not written in chapters and verses. 
I am convinced that my God, and I know I'm talking to people who give sacrificially, right? So this is me now praying for you. I am convinced that my God will fully satisfy every need you have. For I have seen the abundant riches of glory revealed to me through the anointed one, Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Can we wrap up life class with a declaration? Please say after me. I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. I refuse to toil because I am no longer under the curse of the law. I walk in supernatural abundance. I live in the overflow. Money in my hands is a tool to worship God. Because of me, the kingdom of God expands in the earth. I am a sacrificial giver and my doors and gates are open for multiple favors. I renew my mind and I refuse to be a slave to money. Money, hear me, you are my slave. Money, hear me, I refuse to chase you. I refuse to run after you. As I seek God's kingdom and I seek his righteousness, all goodness, all favor, all resources are running after me. Say this loudly as you can. Surely, God's goodness and mercies follow me all the days of my life and I dwell in the presence of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you've been blessed by the sermon. And if you would love to be a part of what God is doing in our midst, feel free to join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. To be a part of the giving, you can give our email at info, I-N-F-O, at K-I-C-C-Canada.ca or through our website at www.kicccanada.ca slash donate. God is doing amazing things in our midst and we look forward to seeing you soon. Remember, you're a champion. God bless you.